Hey, hey, hello, my friends. Pastor D here, and you're listening to Walk in Faith, Not in Fear. I think this is episode uh, 29, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I'm no good at this. But hey, thanks for tuning in and listening today. I gotta be honest with you, I dropped the ball the last week or so. We've had so much going on through the church. We've been uh, involved in multiple things. We did a big food turkey box giveaway, and uh, I was just kind of tied up, you know, through the week here on Monday and different stuff, getting everything together. And I usually, I usually kind of post my podcasts on Monday, and it's kind of my only free time in the morning where I can get in the church for a couple hours and uh, have the time and the ability to to do this. All my podcasts are out of the church in the office at the church. I say it's like my sanctuary within a sanctuary. Amen. So that's why I kind of come, get away, reflect, go over some stuff, lay out a little talk, if you would, and then go ahead and put it together and post it and ah, like I said I dropped the ball I uh I don't want to say that I'm not uh, I don't know not that it's not important it is important I just said uh, some other commitments godly commitments that I had to attend to ahead of time and uh get it out of the way and I'm, I'm glad to be back in here today again I, I I thank each and every one of you that do turn in and I would pray and encourage each one of you to maybe share this with a friend or a family member or somebody. Put it out there for me to help us get the Word of God out. Now, let me start by this. I want to go to the Lord in prayer. So, dear Lord God, again, hey, I thank you, Lord God, for this glorious, wonderful day. I thank you for this time that you've been able to set aside for me to where I have this ability to serve you, Lord God, in one fashion or another to, to advance your kingdom work. I thank you for all the other uh ministries and uh, opportunities that you've placed before me, Lord God, and the people you've placed within my realm to help me with the completion and to carry out your works here on earth. And I give you praise for that. So I, I again today, Lord God, I, I pray, Lord, I ask that you would give this little speaking today, this little word, uh, well, help it to fall upon the ears that need to hear it, Lord God. I pray that it, through you, through me, through you, for you, I'm able to... Uh, reach somebody and maybe hey who knows come to know the saving grace of your son jesus christ again i just thank you and praise you in jesus name amen 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 you know like i said thanks a lot guys for tuning in now i'm gonna go back a little bit uh it's a week or two back i preached on uh, out of john 14 i actually did a nice little chunk of that and i preached about uh, the dwelling of the holy spirit if you would and everything that tied into that and all. And, but there was a couple verses that really hung on me or stuck with me then, and I revisited that today. And I was sitting here reading that, and I'm thinking, you know what, this might be a good little good little talk to talk about. So I'm going to hit you with a couple of verses here. I'm in John chapter 14, and I'm actually going to be reading verses 16 through 18. So if you would, it says, And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you for orphans. I will come to you. So the more I want to talk about today, uh, this is the text I want to build off right there, if you would. I say that because, you know, it ain't just me, and I know it's everywhere. Uh, the world, well, let's just start by saying this. The world is a tough place to live. Now, now, <clears throat> me as a believer, <clears throat> I'm told this is not my home, okay? But I have a heavenly citizenship, if you would. 
I belong to the Lord. The heaven, heaven is my home. Now, unfortunately, those in this world, sadly, many of those in this world do not know Christ. And by doing this, they belong to the devil. This earth is their home. Now, it's only a temporary home until they reach their final home. But their final home is not going to be in heaven. It's going to be the lake of fire. Basically hell, okay? Let's just put it straight out there. See, we got to face it, friends. In life, we either belong to the Lord or we belong to the devil. There's no other option. There is no third-party option here, if you would. You, you, I mean, you could say, I live for myself. But understand, living for yourself is actually living for the world or living for the devil. So, so to... For us to move from belonging to the devil to belonging to God, this is going to take a, it's going to involve a heart decision, if you would. See, that means we have to accept the truth. That means Jesus, accept the truth that Jesus died on the cross for our sins, for my sins, your sins. See, we believe that, that he died on the cross for our lives. Well, then we got to ask him in, in into our heart as our Savior and let me hit that word again, and, as our Savior, and Lord. But see, there is some that, that, that well, they just don't, they just, they don't understand. You know, they kind of like, why, why ask Christ into our lives today? You know, and I got to say to you, or say to them, or if there's somebody here listening to you that may have that doubt or concern, I got to say, now, now I, I'm not going to go into them. There's many, many reasons, but there's one I want to explore today that, that the world, well, I want us to understand that the world that Jesus runs is so radically different than the world that Satan runs, the world that we live in. This is what we call Earth here. As for me, I don't. I, I want to live in Jesus's world rather than this world. But but you don't. Hey, you know you don't have to take my word on it. Get in the Word of God. Study it yourself. There's different reasons why Jesus's kingdom is so much better than this world we live in. You do that. Think about it. Hear what I'm saying today and then decide for yourself, which world do you want to call home? You know, we see in Jesus' world, there, there are no orphans. It talked about that. It was actually verse 18 I just read you. See, in the devil's world, he delights. He takes delights in, in abandoning you. Second Corinthians 4, 4 says, Whose minds the God of this age has blinded? Who do not believe, least the light of the gospel and the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. Now, in our text here, the Bible makes it very clear to us that, that well, Satan, he is the God of this world. All right? But you and I, as Christians, born-again believers in Jesus Christ, are not of this world. We have a heavenly citizenship. We have a heavenly home. And my Bible tells me in God's kingdom there are no orphans. Jesus says, well, the first thing I am going to do when I send to my Father, it sends you the Spirit, my Spirit, the Holy Spirit, who will abide in you forever. Amen. And the second thing I will do, I promise, I personally am coming back for you. See, what Jesus is saying is that you are a part of his family now. He takes care of his family. Now, the devil, on the other hand, eh, he delights when you must fend for yourself. Yeah, when you he likes it when you have a weakness and you have no one else to depend on. The bottom line is God cares about those that he calls his children. Amen. And Jesus will never put us in a place 
where we are facing a difficulty all alone. The devil does not care about those who belong to him, if you would. He delights when you are helpless and alone. In Jesus' world, he is open to let you know the truth because it will set you free. Satan's world, he desires you to be blind, that you blind your eyes from the truth because it will keep you in bondage. What is it in John chapter 8? Uh, it says, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free, make you free. Now again, I read in 2 Corinthians 4, 4 a little bit ago, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, do not believe, lest the light of the gospel, the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. See, he, here's the truth. The devil really does not want you to know. The, 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 he, he does not want you to know that the commands of God are not burdensome. See, he wants you to believe that God wants to limit your happiness. See, the devil, he will try to convince you that God's rules and commands that he has placed in the Bible is for the purpose of robbing you of your joy. But here's the truth about what God asks of you and me, uh, us as, as believers, as Christians. Actually, 1 John 5, 3 says, For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. See, with the Holy Spirit living in our life, what God asks of, of the believer, of us, is, is not difficult. And actually, you find the greatest joy in doing what God wants you to do. You know, i got to tell you, the last year, the last year I worked, I, I spoke of this when I was doing this sermon too, not bragging or anything, but the, the last year I worked, the full year before I had to take a medical retirement to some, I'll do, I'll do you know what, one day I'm going to do just a, just a, a walk or a talk on uh, and walking in faith here, on, on a testimony of where I've come from in my life to where I am right now. But anyway, the last year I worked, I made ungodly amounts of money. It's not, it's not important how much, I don't need to brag, but I had a very good, good job. Now, now, let me say this, I don't make nowhere what I made then. See, back then, I thought I had, had, you ever hear that old saying, got the tiger by the tail, if you would, my daddy used to say all the time when I'm growing up. Well, I thought I had the world in my pocket, if you would. I have never, I have never experienced a level of joy in my life since then until I started doing ministry, until I surrendered myself unto Christ. I don't need that money to have the joy that I thought I had then, that I have now, all right? So I look at all the empty chairs in the churches, all the churches, not just Hope Church, all the churches. I just shake my head. I just shake my head in disbelief that, that uh, well, I personally don't understand the struggle, the reasoning of not being in service, giving God hour, two hours every Sunday morning, See, why do we let the devil whisper in our ears, you know, oh, you worked hard all week. You need some me time. It's no big, 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 big deal if you skip today. There's always next Sunday. See, I guess that one or two hours that we spend in church kind of ties us down. It really messes up our whole day. I don't, I don't know. But yet, what I don't understand is it's hard to give up that hour, two hours on a Sunday morning, but yet you have no problem four or five hours a day you'll spend on your cell phone sitting before a TV or surfing the Internet. I don't understand that. You know, Hebrews 10, 25 says, Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as in the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching. See, friends, the truth is the assembling of God's people you would church attendance it has value why do you think the world fights with us every sunday friends understand in jesus's world he is encouraging you he is he is cheering you on to build you up 
In the devil's world, uh-uh. He's seeking to devour you. <laughs> to, the, to the paralegic lying on his bed, Jesus says, Take courage, my son. Your sins are forgiven. To the woman with the hemorrhaging, if you would, who touched the fringe of his garment and said, Daughter, take courage. Your faith has saved you. To the disciples who thought that Jesus walked on the water was only a ghost, he said, Take courage. It is I. Do not be afraid. To the disciples on the night of the, that was, he was betrayed, Jesus says, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you may have peace. In the world I give you tribulation, but take courage, I have overcome the world. Amen? Now, friends, understand, I've searched my Bible. From Genesis to Revelation, I have been looking for examples of the devil encouraging someone. I had someone to build them up, if you would. And I'll be, unless I overlooked it, I have found none. But I did find examples, however, where the devil did, did encourage people to do wrong things and left them to suffer the consequences. The greatest example in this encouragement that the devil offered Eve to eat of the tree that God said, do not eat. You know, Peter nailed it square on when he said, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. You know, I, I don't want to live in a world where its leaders wants to abandon me, to leave me helpless, for me to fend for myself. I do not want to live in a world where its leader will lie to me constantly to keep me from the truth. I don't want to live in a world where its leader is trying to destroy me at every turn. See, I choose to live in Jesus' world and be a citizen of his kingdom. Amen? I love having the reassurance of the promises of Jesus Christ. Just in our text today, in John 14, if you were to read all the 31 verses, you would see seven headings where Jesus reasons, or I'm sorry, Jesus reassures us that we should not be troubled. Right off the bat, Jesus, he, he reassures us that those who put their trust in him has a place in his Father's house. Through him, Christ himself, we gain a sure way to heaven. Even after his departure, his work goes on. His work goes on by him giving us the Holy Spirit. We are reassured. We are promised that he, meaning Jesus, will come again. In the meantime, the Holy Spirit, he teaches us. And importantly, through Jesus Christ, we are given peace, which the world cannot give. Mm, man. See, now I'm going to jump over. I'm going to jump off track here for a minute. I'm going to hit Ephesians 4, verse uh, 30. It tells us, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. So I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to close real quick, but I'm going to close with this. Uh, when you look at Ephesians 4, and you tie it in with our text from John 14 today, you will see God loves you so much that he not only gave his son for your salvation, but he also gave you the spirit for your transformation. Hello, I hope whoever I'm talking to today got this. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. That's all I want to say. And until next time, bye for now.